Hello, and welcome back to the Simpler Podcast with your hosts, yes, Daniel Newberry from Mountain Bible, and uh, I am Philip Lindsay from Expedition Church. We're youth mm. pastors in yep. Payson, trying to take uh, complex ideas about God and yes. simplify them a little bit for oh. you guys. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna tar- start out this episode by talking about spring. Spring break. Spring is here. Mm-hmm. Spring break 2022. Mm-hmm. Woo woo. It. Uh, but uh, so spring. I have a question for Daniel, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll answer it as well. But mm-hmm. Daniel, it's spring. Yes. It's warming up. Yes. The days are getting longer. Yes. The breeze is getting warmer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite part of spring? Everything you just said are the things that I love about spring. Perfect. But with that said, like the most important thing to me about spring at all is the baseball. Mm. Baseball's coming back. Baseball. It's coming a little late because of the MLB not getting Money their crap stuff. together. Yeah, stupid things. But they did finally get it together, and baseball's starting up this week. Go Cubs. And I'm so, well, no, no, no. Go Cardinals. That's <laughs> rooting for your wife's team. <laughs> yep, it is my wife's team. I don't have very many opinions on baseball. <laughs> I guess I could kind of root a little bit for the Diamondbacks this year just because I live here. Yeah. Um, but when they play the Cardinals, it's Cardinals all the yeah. way cool yeah what about you what's your Uh, favorite thing about spring yeah same thing i like that it's closer to being able to wear shoes where i don't have to wear socks anymore Mm. i'm a big flip-flop birkenstock Mm -hmm. fan Mm -hmm. barefoot Mm -hmm. fan yeah uh so faster stuff yeah Yeah. you know i just i'm I'm ready to get out of these chains that bind my feet all winter and uh let my toes breathe a little bit do you wear the short shorts in the in the springtime? The chubbies? Yeah. <laughs> the chubbies, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a mid-thigh guy. Okay. I'm not confident enough for that. Sure. But I am a above-the-knee guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here, here's a weird question for you. Now that we're talking about short shorts, uh-huh. chubbies, should – I was watching Can't Buy Me Love. You Can't Buy Me Love, 80s movie, if you guys haven't seen it. Um, and, and, and a lot of the guys in there – Football players are wearing crop tops. Yeah. So question for you, should we bring back the crop tops for men uh, today? I need to work out a little bit more if I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, well said. And get a tan. <laughs> we, we should probably choose who gets the crop tops. Yeah, <laughs> not, I'm going to bow out of that. that. I mean... Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was not a planned Crop question. I, I, this is, I just sprung this on him. Yeah. I, I'm all for hmm. it. I think. I think if you have a nice stomach, <laughs> men should be wearing crop tops again. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Getting a little sick of the girls wearing them. Tired of seeing belly button rings. But I, I think the guys, you got abs. Hey, let's wear the crop tops. I'm all for it. I think it looks cool. Oh man. <laughs> all right. So with that, with our conversation on spring. Uh, we're going to end with that. We are talking today uh, about the work of Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, our last episode, we spent time talking about who Jesus is, mm-hmm. uh, the God-man. And mm-hmm. so if you, you want to go back and catch up on that, understand the very nature of Jesus, that would be a good part to, uh, place to yeah. start. But yeah. this week, we are going to be diving into and hopefully simplifying a little bit for you the hopefully. work of Jesus Christ, the work of Jesus Christ here on earth, mm-hmm. the work of Jesus Christ in his death mm-hmm. and resurrection. So, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel, uh, tell us about Jesus Christ, the God-man, 
who walked on this earth yeah. around 2,000 years ago and yeah. the significance of that and knowing that. Sure. Well, I mean, most of the world knows who Jesus is yeah. um, and, and historically. Like, mm-hmm. all historians accept that Jesus was a real person. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say that he's known for three things. He's known for, one, for his death on the cross. That's, like, the most commonly known thing. Uh, two, his teachings that he taught. And then three, the miracles he performed. Hmm. Um, no one discounts the fact that he died on the cross. No one discounts the fact that he taught things. No one discounts the fact that people believe that he did miracles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of people do discount the fact that he actually did perform miracles. Perform miracles. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of, like, have you ever known someone who has said, like, I, I, I know Jesus, like, I've heard of him, I read about him, and I think that he taught really good things. I think he did really good things. And overall, I think he was a good person. But I don't really think he was God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've met I've met people who uh, take more of like a moral approach to yeah. the Jesus figure. Yes. Uh, and yeah. they even there's even people that I've met that make their whole goal in life to uh, very similar to what Christians would say mm-hmm. in in be trying to become more like Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but more of from like a uh, like a moral standpoint. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, wouldn't affirm that he's God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd see they, they kind of equate him to like a. Uh, earlier version of Gandhi mm-hmm. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. If you guys know who Gandhi is, yeah. um, if not, you should look him up. You should know about him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I would say that a lot of people kind of take that approach. So even people who don't believe that Jesus was God, that Jesus is uh, the savior of the world, they still believe he existed and they think that he taught good things. Um, I've known people like that as well. In fact, my uh, first few years in college, I went to a public community college yeah. and I took a New Testament course and this huh. is what they taught about Jesus. They taught that he was just a good person okay, and that he wasn't God, which makes sense for like a a secular yeah you know that makes sense to me um but it was interesting reading about it and seeing how many people really believe that just reading the teachings of jesus that he was just a good person and that's the end of it which really like i want to clarify a few things um and and that's kind of like where i want to start is like everyone knows that jesus's earthly ministry his life before before he died on the cross uh, life before he died. Uh, you have to life, live before you die. Most of the time, most in most cases. Uh, can you die? No, I'm not gonna go there. Can't, yeah, I will. I'm gonna do it just because it's. It? Can you die without having lived? No, no, no. Moving on. No, Wasn't existential that profound, question. Yeah. No, no, profound question. Stupid answer. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> But Jesus' teachings, if you really read the teachings of Jesus and, and, and read, like, every parable he taught, um, his Sermon on the Mount, all these different lessons, at the end, if you really dig in and you understand them, you come to realize that Jesus' teachings all had one main purpose. And that main purpose was to prove his identity. Hmm. It was not so much to say, this is how you should live, though he does include those parts. In it. Like, you yeah. read the Sermon on the Mount, he says, this is how you should live, Yeah. right? But at the end of it all, he almost always kind of concludes with this main idea of, I am someone of great importance. <laughs> I am someone that you have been looking forward to. And that someone is usually, uh, well, is always uh, what was prophesied about in the Old Testament. Yeah. So Jesus' teachings, he utilizes the prophecies of the Old Testament. I think there's like 123 references to the old testament in the book of matthew yeah Matthew's so like that's how that. yeah. yeah so like that's how many times jesus specifically referenced the old testament which was the old testament people were really looking forward to a coming messiah yeah. who would save israel and can jesus I, yeah can yeah. i interject something yeah, here yeah, there's a uh I, I love what you're saying about um uh you said 
the kind of the end point was proving who he was, mm-hmm, that he mm-hmm. is the one that was coming mm-hmm. and th- kind of to expand that even, uh, there's so much tied up into, um, this coming Messiah as a person, yeah. but also the kingdom that would be coming yes. with him, the yes. new way of being, the new yeah. way of living, God inhabiting creation, and once again, uh, assuming full control and kingship over creation. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so much more than just a moral yeah. uh, play-by-play of like, here's how to have a good life. Right. Pretty cosmic right. in nature. Well, yeah, the yeah. first teaching that Jesus ever did was in the beginning of Mark. Yeah. And he says, repent because the kingdom of God is, is at hand. hand. He doesn't yeah. say repent because the Messiah is here. Mm-hmm. He says repent, not because live a moral life. Yeah. He says repent because the kingdom of God has arrived. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Yeah. So anyone who, who who reads about Jesus and reads his teachings and walks away just saying, oh, yeah, he was just a really good guy and taught really good things. You know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Great life lesson. Hmm. But if you dig in and say, okay, what's the context of that passage? What's he ultimately teaching in that moment? It is almost always to say the kingdom of God is here, yeah. and God is going to reign over humanity. Yeah. I am the one inaugurating that kingdom. Mm-hmm. I am the prophesied Messiah, and then on top of that, I am God Himself. Yeah. He always He always incorporates those points. The kingdom of God is here. I am the Messiah who's mm-hmm. inaugurating it, and I am God Himself. So, okay, what's what? How does this relate to His work mm-hmm. on the cross? Um, all of Jesus's teachings ultimately, they were, they were bold. They were bold statements Mm -hmm. to make, bold claims to make. He was super controversial in his time. He's still very controversial today because he made very bold claims. For those to be validated, something magnificent had to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're going to get into the death on the cross is that the death in a way validated everything he taught. Mm -hmm. Because if, if he didn't die and raise from the dead, all of his teachings were pointless. Yeah. So anyone who who says, I believe he died, I just don't believe he rose from the dead. I just don't believe he's God. You can't believe his teachings. His teachings ultimately come to that conclusion yeah. that he is yeah. God, that he rose from the dead, yeah. that he saved humanity from Yeah, sin. you can cherry pick the moral Right, you can do unto others as you would have them yeah. do unto but you. But to right. really uh, wrap your ra- your life around his teaching, yeah. there's there's some, some deeper things there. Right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I'm, I'm going to finish up just by saying the exact same point for his miracles. Uh, even like within Christian circles, within the church, there are people who believe that Jesus is like the most important thing he did was healing people. Mm-hmm. And so the most important thing we could do is heal people spiritually, like in these amazing ways. And I'm not going to discount any of that, but I am going to say that all of Jesus's miracles were to prove that he had the power to break the brokenness of this world, mm-hmm. break the brokenness. That's two negatives. Well, whatever, <laughs> you know. That whatever. sounds it, yeah. pretty killer to me. Break the brokenness. So Jesus, <laughs> Jesus's miracles That's were to prove. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Break the brokenness, simpler podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus's miracles were always to prove that he had power over the curse of this world, hmm. that he had um, power that was greater than anyone in the Old Testament had. Because you read about some insane Old Testament prophets who had some really cool, like the Holy Spirit and filled power, mm-hmm. right? Jesus who had more power than them. And he was doing everything they were doing like 10 times. It was to prove that he had the power to do exactly what he would go do on the cross. Um, if he did not perform those miracles, some would doubt that he could do what he claimed to have done on the cross. 
Um, and I'm starting to dig a little bit into your your point there. No, that's okay. Um, but yeah, just like if you read about the life of Jesus, what, what 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 was the work of Jesus on this earth? It was to teach, hey, I am the one who is inaugurating the kingdom of God, yeah. who is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And here's how I'm going to prove it through all these miracles to get people to believe in me, to understand that I can do what I'm about to do. And then finally, he does the big thing, and that is the cross. Yeah. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what what was the point of his death? Like, why yeah, did he have to die? Definitely. What what does it matter? Yeah, and I think so. To to really answer that question, I think there's there's two little reminders. Mm. Uh, one of them, uh, we did a bonus episode a little bit ago on sin, mm. um, really understanding what sin is and how it entraps. Uh, us in evil Mm -hmm. and not only entraps us in evil as in holds us in it but we actually become active participants in sin and are guilty for pushing forward that evil in the world as well Uh, and it's the other reminder or maybe first first time hearing about it is uh, the kingdom of god is in direct opposition to the kingdom of darkness or the Mm. kingdom of evil Mm. Uh, so jesus's death uh, Jesus is on earth. He's walking around. He's doing all the things that Daniel's talking about. Uh, we as humans, uh, humanity and the world itself, uh, without somebody to set us free, mm-hmm. we will always be stuck in and participating in the kingdom of darkness, yeah. participating in sin. Uh, we needed somebody who was uh, more powerful than the kingdom of darkness to uh take it head on, mm-hmm. experience everything that it had to throw at him, and then come out on the other end victorious. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did in essence through his death and resurrection is he bore on our behalf the full weight and the full brunt mm-hmm. of everything evil has to offer. Romans 6.23 uh, says that the wages of sin is death. Another way to say that is the only pathway of sin, the only pathway of uh, participating in the kingdom of darkness and evil is death. That's the only thing it leads to. It cannot lead to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Jesus, uh, on our behalf, substituted himself in and said, put me in. I'm going to take everything that evil, everything that the kingdom of darkness has to offer, uh, has to throw at me. I'm going to bear it. I'm going to absorb it. And ultimately, I'm going to overpower it and set people free. Um, And so that's really the significance of uh, the death and resurrection of Christ. We're not only set free from the power of sin, but we are also then able to be forgiven uh, for our participation in that evil because of what Jesus did on the cross. So that's as simple as I can put it. Uh, I think that's well, I don't think I could say anything more to add to that, awesome. honestly. Sweet. That's well, we're we're going to take a quick break yeah. before we get into the next section. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Daniel to get serious for once in his life. <laughs> just never serious. Gosh, so, you ask my high schoolers, man, they could... <laughs> some bad stuff in there bad mama juju <laughs> alright so we're taking a little brain break uh, and I'm going to ask Daniel some questions about the new Batman yeah. Daniel has seen the new Batman I have not seen the new Batman the only thing I've seen are memes about uh, like how emo he is he's very um, so 
uh, I don't know anything about it, but mm. Daniel, you watched the movie and yeah. he really enjoyed it from what he's been telling me. So tell us, tell us about it. What do you sure. love about the movie? Sure. What didn't you like about the movie? How does it stack up against uh, the Christian Bale yeah. Batman? Uh, all that stuff. Go ahead. Take yeah, it away. So, well, dude, the Batman. It was an. Inc- it was, first of all, it's a three-hour movie. Like I didn't realize that going in. I thought it was like a two-hour movie. Did you have at to the pee? Most. Oh, I had to pee. Did you get up and pee? <laughs> no, I held it. Wow. It was that good of a movie. That's the thing. Yeah. I was drinking soda, which always makes me have to pee at the theater, and usually I'll go, but not with the Batman. So wow. now that I've educated you all on my on my my bathroom breaks, uh, <laughs> the Batman is a three-hour movie. So when did you have to start peeing? No. <laughs> I would say no. <laughs> all right. um, no, the, it's it's a three-hour movie, and, and every single minute is honestly totally worth it. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's beautiful. So the the performance by Robert Pattinson as batman specifically um in my opinion blows christian bale's performance out of the water i mean yeah i know i know i know that's that's a big deal you heard it here first folks i'm gonna get stoned for this (laughs) not stoned that way (laughs) that was my first thought i was like i'm biblical stoning biblical stoning (laughs) not modern day that's another t-shirt Biblical stoning. <laughs> I'm a biblical stoner. Oh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Robert Pattinson was incredible as Batman. Now he was not the best Bruce Wayne. Like his Bruce Wayne has a lot of growing to do. Okay. He was, that's where you get the. That's emo. where the emo mm-hmm. came in. Huh? Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a pretty emo Bruce Wayne. Which and for those of you who didn't grow up in the early 2000s, emo means emotional yeah right usually dark clothes mm-hmm. i went through an emo phase for about a month <laughs> oh, I I seen that. <laughs> yeah no the, the pictures were very permanent <laughs> <laughs> I, there are no pictures oh, uh, <laughs> yeah no. uh but yeah so it's it, it's very he's got the you know the, the dark hair in his eyes and everything like that very pale very emotional guy um sort of angsty kind mm. of angsty bruce wayne but mm, you guys can relate to that mm, yeah no i know it yeah for sure um but he his batman is incredible he plays the detective really well um and he also plays a batman that's like it's he's not a strong batman he's actually he's he can't do everything and in a lot of ways i'm not gonna spoil things but in a lot of ways in the movie he loses a lot like at the end of the movie you're watching this and you're like i think the riddler won you know but um he, he does he does just enough to make a difference in Gotham, nice. just barely enough to make a difference and to be a symbol of hope. Um, so, I mean, honestly, his performance was incredible, and the cinematography was incredible. If you're a cinematographer, cinematographer nerd like me, um, you would love this movie. I mean, the same guy who did Dune, The Mandalorian, and Rogue One did the cinematography, uh, cinematography for this movie. Greg, Greg Fraser. Of those you just mentioned, which one's your favorite? Yeah, say. that's a good one. Incredible. Only, only good Star Wars movie Disney put out. Um, yeah. You An- heard it here, folks. <laughs> First, folks. <laughs> We're gonna keep doing that. You heard it here, Daniel's unpopular opinions. Wow. Controversial opinions. Mm-hmm. But it's anyway. On Twitter. Yeah. Just incredible acting all the way around. Um, everybody did good. Guy, whatever his name is, who played Penguin, Catwoman. I mean, they all just did really good. Nice. So, cool. If you haven't seen the movie. Hit me up. I'll go watch it with you again. Yeah, like saw me theaters. Philip and I will take you to see the Batman. Yes, I will. I might only make it an hour in, but I will take you. 
All right, so that's the Batman. You heard it here first. Uh, all the controversial opinions of mm-hmm. Daniel. So, uh, like we always do, we don't want to talk about some uh, theological concept and not uh, try to help you guys think about why it matters in your right. life, right. Um, why it makes a difference in your life. And so, when it comes to the work of Jesus, mm-hmm. when it comes to the, the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, uh, Daniel, what? How does how does that all of those things. How do the, sure. the whole work of Jesus kind of sure. impact your day-to-day life, your yeah. your walk with Christ and seeking to follow him? Well, I'll, I'll probably just focus more, my application more on the, the, the life of Jesus. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. where I specialize today. Um, but the, I would say that, you know, Jesus himself, a common question I've had, and I've even asked this before, is like, well, if Jesus, you know, rose from the dead, like that's pretty darn good evidence yeah. that he's God and that he saved the world, right? Yeah. So why didn't Jesus stick around? Like, hmm. why, if, if he's God, he can live forever, right? So yeah. why why didn't Jesus stay on earth and continue his ministry and just prove to everyone that everyone would have to believe? Hmm. Um, and, and so that's like, if we're looking at the life of Jesus and, and his, his point on the cross, that's a common question I get, and that's a question I've asked before. And when, when I look at the life that Jesus lived, He's saying, you know, I am inaugurating this kingdom. The kingdom of God is here. But at the exact same time, he didn't bring the kingdom of God fully. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not actually here yet. He's inaugurated it. Mm-hmm. He's begun the kingdom. Yeah, we got glimpses of it. Right, we got yeah. glimpses. But he's not established that kingdom yet. Mm-hmm. And that establishment has to happen at a later period. Um, and so he purposefully, Jesus very intentionally handed his ministry off to the church like he's still working in the ministry he's the head of the church Mm -hmm. but he's doing that through his disciples if you look at john chapter 17 you're going to see where jesus is praying this really long prayer shortly before he goes to the cross Mm -hmm. and he is praying and he's saying first of all he's praying for his disciples that they would have the strength to endure uh, everything that would happen at the cross and then after the cross. And then he's also praying for the future church, for their disciples and their disciples' disciples. And that's that's you and me. Like, that's us he's praying for in John chapter 17. And his prayer is that the church itself would become united with God, hmm. that the church itself would be united with each other, and that they w- we would continue to share the gospel through the world. He handed his ministry off to his disciples and to the future church. He, the cross fulfilled his purpose of the personal ministry. And so now, as a, as a Christian who's reading about his life, I'm saying, okay, if he's handed that ministry off to me, how am I supposed to live out that ministry? His life is an example to me yeah. of how to live out that ministry. Yeah. Always teaching other people about the, the good news of his kingdom mm-hmm. that he's going to come back and establish mm-hmm. finally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, it, it, it really... Uh, it's an encouragement mm. knowing that I belong to something different. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am I am I am no longer because of the work of Jesus on the cross, I am mm. no longer uh bound to the kingdom of darkness. I no longer belong to the kingdom of darkness. I, I still experience the effects of sin. I sure. still experience the patterns and habits that I formed, as Paul said, I lived in sin's prison for so long. Mm-hmm. Um that you know working through those things but uh to know ultimately i belong to god i belong to his kingdom and i get to be a part of seeing 
small pieces of that kingdom come to reality here on earth mm -hmm. uh, is a really, really encouraging thing for me. Uh, it brings purpose into the most mundane things in life yeah. uh, to be able to wake up and go, my interaction with this person at school as I'm sitting next to them is an opportunity for me to show that I belong to a different kingdom mm. and bring the kingdom values of love and care and gentleness and yeah. uh, joy into this person's life. And as a result, see a glimpse of heaven here yeah. on earth. Yeah. And that I think is uh, so important as far as how do we actually apply what we know about the work of Jesus is uh, being able to get to the point where we deep down believe we belong to him we belong to a different kingdom and we get to be a part of now uh, bringing those glimpses into reality yeah. as we go throughout our day. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's a great application. Yeah. He provides hope for us mm -hmm. and that's hope we get to share. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's the work of Jesus. Uh, and hopefully that is a little bit simpler for you to understand and uh, continues to help you on your journey as you follow Jesus. Yeah. We will see you back next podcast.